guys, what is up, and welcome back to the show. Now, today we are talking about Javante Williams and what I think he brings to the table for fantasy managers, and it's really going to go how the last few episodes have gone of this series. Um, if you haven't listened to those, I highly, highly recommend going over, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, going over and doing that. Um, but anyways, we're talking about Javante Williams and his fantasy state at the moment. Alright, so the first big thing, Melvin Gordon. He signed another contract, and this time it is just a one-year deal with the... Are, are you kidding me, Siri? Alright, so I'm I'm recording this thing right now on my Mac, and I don't know, I guess, when I said Melvin Gordon signed another contract. I don't know, man, but Siri decides that she was going to pop out and be like, what do you need? But anyways... Melvin Gordon signs another contract. This time it's just a one-year deal with the Broncos again. Basically, for me, this is what brings the breakout factor off the table. No one can really kind of break out if they're going to be splitting carries with someone else, which really doesn't help them, and it especially doesn't help fantasy production. Javante Williams, he has a top-tier fantasy ceiling, It's just not coming yet, like I said, because he's going to be splitting carries most likely again. And not only was he doing that last year, I just find Nathaniel Hackett talked about it, that that's what he wants to do again um, as as the new head man there. Um, And another not good sign for fantasy managers. But nevertheless, despite those splitting of carries, like literally so if you look them up look up their stats they both had so there's 406 carries between them they both had 203 and obviously 406 divided by 2 is 203 so they had the exact same amount of carries he was still 13th in the nfl in touches per game at 14.6 which is very very solid um especially when you have someone else there helping you out quote unquote helping you out but the main thing to really try and look out for is his passing game for me I mean, if there's anyone that you can really compare him to, it would be Aaron Jones. Both of them can help an offense have more options. Is it the dump-off pass? Is it opening up an extra route so it makes everyone one-on-one and someone to get, get your best guy open more often? Like, what is that? But there's many different things that he can help open up an offense with. He was second among rookies last year for route participation. Um, Aaron Jones was number four for passing catch, pass catching backs. And not only that, they're both in a similar situation, not the exact same situation, but Aaron Jones is with a now proven A.J. Dillon. And over there, I wouldn't expect them to split carries as much, but still a thing that um, A.J. Dillon is going to be getting some. So now, after all that, after figuring out he might be splitting carries again. He already did it last year. Nathaniel Hackett might want to do it again this year. Um, What is he going to be able to do? Really for me, hold on. He's just a very promising fantasy prospect at the moment. With him likely having some sort of split workload again, he cannot reach that full potential, nor can he have a breakout season. And, but what really intrigues me Um, for him as a guy to look out for is that catching ability and the amount of touches he was still he was still getting Um, even with the split split production he was still getting 50 
of 15 touches per game. So where does that put him for fantasy managers like you? On draft day, he's still going to be available round six through six through towards the end. Um, he, but I find him, he's going to be a very, very good flex option. He cannot be your starting running back yet because he's not going to get enough carries and touches to produce like a starting running back can. Like if you look at Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor or Christian McCaffrey, they're the sole guy in that backfield that are getting those 20-plus fantasy points. But if he's not going to be the sole guy, he's not going to get those 20-plus fantasy points. Um, so I see him as your solid flex option or your bi-week guy. Probably going to get around 10 to 13 points per week. So it's a very solid flex option. Um, I rank him around number 10, 11, 12-ish. Um, so he's going to be a very, very solid guy. Just not going to get the production yet of a starting running back due to those split carries. Um, but I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to do in 2023, 2024, should he become a sole running back, whether that's in um, Denver or somewhere else. But what is going to want you to keep him in line, um, whether you need him on a bye week or as a flex option, is that pass-catching ability and the fact that he's still getting those 15 touches a game. So if he's able to get like 45 yards on the ground, three receptions, and like 30 yards, that's like 10 points for you. I didn't really do the math. Um, so a very solid flex guy should still be around later in the draft, so it'll be a high-value draft pick. Um, so that's Javante Williams. I'm excited to see what he can do in the future. But this is All Eyes on Sports. Please follow me on Twitter. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to follow. And I'll talk to you next time on the show.